Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AMC. Monday, I spent the weekend in Del Mar at the racetrack. I've always wanted to go to that uh, horse race track where the uh, surf meets the turf. It is fancy. I mean, I didn't, I, I couldn't go to the clubhouse because I didn't have a, a jacket. I, I didn't have a suit on. Uh, I, I was just there to have a good time. Uh, my fiance was dressed to impress. She had a beautiful dress, a, a, a like a great hat, and she could have gone wherever she wanted. I was in uh, jeans and sneakers, so I was uh, <laughs> reduced to just uh, sitting. Uh, but I had an amazing time. I had an amazing time. Uh, shout out to Linda um, Hoffman's, Linda Murray Hoffman's, and Dave, uh, David Hoffman as well. Um, just a, an incredible time. But as I was at Del Mar, I was watching a lot of baseball, Brandon, and um, – Listen, I keep. I think we keep talking about the significance of a series, or the significance of this weekend, or the significance of this. You know, these past few games, the Dodgers have really distanced themselves in terms of taking the lead in the National League West, and the Angels. I think uh, with their performance, I, I, I don't. Uh, you know, they may be in it mathematically, Brandon, but for all intents and purposes, their season is over. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll start with the Angels. Yeah, their season's over, effectively. At this point, I think, like, I was talking to my dad about this, like, maybe they do Shohei a service and just release him and have someone claim him off. Stop waiver. They're, they're, <laughs> they're never going to do that. They're never going to do that, but they should allow him to contend. It's really sad that, like, you know, he's giving his all, and he's exhausted. Uh, you can see that. I mean, 17 for his last 42, still, like, about 340, which is a great average, but two home runs over that span over 14 games when we were accustomed to seeing him hit home runs like every other game, right? It was like what Matt Olson's doing right now for the Braves. Um, but yeah, they're look, they're, they have a lot of good players and they're just hurt. They're banged up. And it seems like everything that can go wrong does go wrong for that team. The Dodgers, it's the opposite. The regular season Kings, everything that can go right in the regular season for them always goes right. Um, and, you know, they've turned Lance Lynn. Who knew? I mean, he was the worst pitcher in the MLB, and all of a sudden he's good now. Um, and, I mean, they just keep hitting. Freddie Freeman went 0 for 4 today. It didn't matter. They still won 8 to 3, right? They took care of business against the Rockies, and they're now what? I think they're like 10, 10 games over the Giants or 8 9, 8, yeah. 8.59, like around there. So, I mean, look, they, they, they're going to win 100 games close to again. Of the second best record in the National League. Eight and a half above, by the way, for the record for the Dodgers. Eight and a half. Got it, got it, got it. I knew it was around like between eight and ten. I knew that. But yeah. Brandon, while you're throwing the white flag, can I just throw this out there? According to MLB.com, it says that they're six and a half games back from the West. It says they're six and a half games out from a wild card spot. Can we relax? You brought up it was a difficult schedule in August. Maybe September gets a little bit easier. Maybe Shohei, miss, he's going to miss his next start because of fatigue. You know what I'm saying? He does a lot. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. I'm getting information that the Angels are actually 11 and a half back 
from there. This changes my whole <laughs> from the division. From the division. Wild card. Yeah, you're right. I'm there. looking up all the stats. It's a lot of numbers. I need my mom. I need an adult. I'm just saying, like, crazier things have happened, man. And when you have greatness, who knows, man? Just who knows? We need to no. I don't know why I sound like a a surfer stoner dude, but we gotta ride the vibes <laughs> or so hey, no. man. Who knows? You can try to be you can look, I'll be I'll be Honest, all Angel fans should be furious with the way how this team has performed this year. Every year they come in with a good mentality, and the organization has lost eight straight years. They've been under 500. Now this year, I think the goal should be finish over 500 uh, because that is a step in the right direction. I know it's kind of sad. Like they wanted to make the playoffs. They're going to lose Shohei Otani. It's increasingly likely. Now, of course, there's a chance they could re-sign him. He signed with them for a reason if he sees a future Perhaps, but I think it's looking increasingly likely that he's going to leave. And they have a lot of question marks, Arash. They have now have the 28th ranked farm or 29th after trading to go all in. By the way, which I thought was the right move at that time. They were only a few games back out of the wild card, like three or four, when they decided to make all those moves. And it just didn't work out. Guys got hurt. Uh, you know, uh, Carlos Estevez, their dominant closer, had a few bad outings at the worst time. Like, luck should come back their way a tiny bit. Like Adrian says, of course, that happens to all teams. But they're just not, with with Mike Trout still hurt, Zach Neto, their star rookie shortstop, Logan Ohapi, their catcher who's young. It's just, it's not looking like they're going to be back in the mix with the Blue Jays and Mariners, especially after they got swept by the Mariners last weekend. Brandon, quick question. <laughs> this is a team that did go out at the trade deadline and go all in and try to make some moves. So why are we furious other than maybe disappointed that it hasn't worked out? Because they took a, they took a leap. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you fall, sometimes you fly. Yeah, but I think it's it's not more about this, this season. Like, their GM, Perry Minashian, has done an excellent job. Like, Hats off to him. He's done great with the resources Artie, Artie Moreno has provided to him. Like, he got a ton of good players. He traded for Mickey Moniak, who's been really good. Drafted Zach Neto, the guy they just drafted in the first round, Noah Shanawal, this season. Already hitting, like, 400 in double A at 21. He's really good. He'll be a star probably at the level, like, star, probably not a superstar, but he'll be, like, a 280 hitter with 15 to 20 home runs playing good first base, which is what they need. Like, they've done, personnel-wise, all the right moves. You're right, Adrian. It's just previously. Billy Epler really screwed this organization over. And it's hilarious because Billy Epler also was the one who signed Shohei Otani. So aside from that, which was (laughs) was possibly the best signing in Angels history, every other signing was absolutely atrocious. And there's still, you know, the side effects from that, they had a terrible farm, they had awful draft picks, they signed Rendon over that time. And, you know, the Angels have not gotten out of their way like Josh Ham. And, look, I'm not trying to bash them. This is just straight facts, okay? I'm not, I don't want to be like Kevin Brown. Like, now all of a sudden I'm, my, my access is limited Wait, at the games Kevin because Brown of that. Kevin Brown didn't do anything wrong. Poor guy. I know. I, I, but neither am I. I'm stating <laughs> facts. Josh okay. Hamilton, right, like didn't work out. Vernon Wells yeah. didn't work out. Anthony Rendon didn't Vernon work out. Vernon Wells, like, what a name. Like, you know, this, was a, this is a, a, a trend, and it's like, Okay, they have to start doing some self-reflecting. Like, okay, 18 guys are on the injured list. Who's our trainer? Like, what what are we doing? You know, I don't want to get someone fired, but let's be real here. You can't have 18 guys injured on a team. Whether that's luck or not, like, like you're doing something wrong training-wise. Like, no one else in the MLB has 18 players on the injured list except the Angels. 
And it turns out two of like 10 of their best players are on the injured list. So Adrian, that is like the main reason why they're not doing well is because they thought these guys would be healthy and coming back and they've had setbacks, you know, Ben Joyce, Sam Bachman, Mike Trout, all those guys. If the team was healthy for the full season, like the Braves have been, the Angels would have 65 wins right now and would be in the third wild card. I fully believe that. But things just didn't go their way, and they haven't been for eight years. And because of that, it cannot just be a curse. There has to be some self-reflecting here. Like, what are we doing wrong? Why are we not preparing these guys to stay healthy? You know? Hey, hey, boss, man, be careful about this Brandon guy you got on the beat because he's throwing a tough line. There's going to be difficult decisions being made in Anaheim. By the way, just real quick. It's been the fifth time you've said I'm not trying to get anybody fired at a certain <laughs> point, all right? At a certain point, you're asking for someone to hit unemployment, but I'll, I'll, I'll step up now. That's all I'm saying. I love as long it. as they're not as long as they're not gambling their unemployment. I had a friend who did that, and that was not good. I was like, dude, what are you doing? The IRS, the IRS is going to be on you. Like, what are you doing? This guy was a, not um, not a smart guy. Listen, guys, we normally wouldn't talk about preseason football. However, I, I wanted to ask you both: Did you watch the big? And I say big because uh, it was sold out. The big preseason game in Las Vegas: the Raiders and the 49ers. Yo, Adrian, I got to start with you first, and I'll get to Brandon. Did you did you watch the game? Were you at the game? I was not at the game. We're not going to get into those issues. Um, matter of fact, this weekend was very special for me because I, I played the the tourist role in Las Vegas. Uh, there's a Stranger Things store on the Strip, and there's a reason why I'm bringing this. Yeah. up. there's a Stranger's Netflix run Stranger Things store. Wanted to go check it out. It was next to the Coca Cola uh, uh, yeah. rest place store. I bought myself a Diet Coke pillow and a oh. Cherry Coke pillow. Very <laughs> extravagant. But the thing that fascinated me is as I'm walking the strip, I'm like, there's way too many 49ers fans, bro. I'm not <laughs> a fan of those who buy the New Orleans necklace with the oh, super, yeah. super-sized team logo. I yeah. saw about 20 of those within a two-block radius. So I was like, oh, 49er fans are here, and it's way too hot for this. Um, so that was, like, interesting to me. And then the game, as always, the Raiders, until they start dominating the league, are going to be made fun of for being the number one destination for fans in the league to come to a city because there was a lot of 49ers fans there. But Las Vegas, toast the glass to Aiden O'Connell. My man was out here doing his thing, and it's a preseason victory. By the way, Josh McDaniels now, I believe, 5-0 and or 6-0 and in the preseason. 6-11 as head coach in the regular season. <laughs> so take that for whatever it's worth. Look, I have to check this stat, but there's something like if you don't score on the first possession of your preseason, your first preseason game, your chances of winning a Super Bowl like significantly oh, decrease. So San Francisco 49ers, don't put any money on after Trey Lance got sacked by a TikToker, um, you know, playing playing defensive end. Uh, isn't that he's a TikToker, right? Isaac, whatever his name is. Hey, man, you have you, a TikTok too. What's wrong? I was with you? What's going on? With you, I don't, man? No, but like this. Yeah, I know. Okay, that that I, yeah, I got cooked for a second. <laughs> uh, that's right. Uh, but what I will say is, Trey Lance looked abysmal, man. I've I've tried to stand up for this guy and say he has upside, and I know it's preseason and whatnot. The guy could not read defenses to save his life today, and these are third stringers, and he still couldn't read defenses. He didn't get out, good out, get out of the pocket well. He wasn't going through his reads. He was scrambling to the point where he got sacked. That's why Kyle doesn't want to play him. 
or Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, Sunday. <laughs> I, I don't know. My fault, my fault. It's on Sunday. Um, but, I, uh, Adrian, I should have done that. I should have done that. But anyways, listen, um, okay. Okay, beyond the game, though, beyond the game is what we have to talk about here because this is a big point of conversation. Um, listen, the tourists are paying for Allegiant Stadium. So at the end of the day, listen, if it's packed and it's packed with San Francisco 49er fans who are uh, presumably staying at hotels and dining at the restaurants and doing all the stuff that uh, tourists do in Las Vegas, that's a good thing for the city. However, um, your thoughts on if that's a bad look. Again, we've done Adrian, and you know, with, you know, with the Rams and the Chargers game, certainly the Chargers game is probably more so, where it's a lot of the opposing fans. But to be honest, listen, even in the Rams Super Bowl season, even in their conference championship game at SoFi Stadium, a ton of red, a ton of 49ers fans. So this is not uh, exclusive to Vegas. However, I, I think more and more people are going to be talking about, you know, where is the home field advantage for these teams, is that a concern to you? Not at all. They start winning, people will show up. I've seen it firsthand with the Aces last year, with attendance being okay, and then as playoff time increased, and then the finals, I saw a whole city turn out for this team and continue to sell out this season with the WNBA, with Tuesday at 6 p.m., Wednesday at noon, like it doesn't yeah. matter what time they're selling out. We know what the Golden Knights are doing um, in terms of support. Uh, obviously, everyone came to the NFL draft. Like, there's plenty of events that I could look at and show you that fans will show up if there's a good product or entertaining. These these tickets for the Raiders are, I believe, and I need to check TickPick again. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Um, TickPick.com is they're one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive, oh, yeah. single game ticket to go to a game. So it's very difficult to justify spending that much money when you know the team isn't that good, which is kind of, you know, this this is going to be different for me this year. I stuck my head out last year, and I had faith in Josh McDaniels. I said he learned when he was the Denver Broncos um, uh, head coach, and I, I like Devontae Adams and some of the pickups, and I was like, this offense is stacked. They can spread the field, blah, 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 and they disappointed me. And then this year, like I asked Steve Carp last week, they have the worst quarterback in the division, so what are you really telling me? All that to say is, if if this team isn't that good, it doesn't make any sense, man. Things are hard out here, yeah. <laughs> everywhere in this country, Look. to spend all this money to go to games like that when you can watch it in a sport that's made for television. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, two things. First thing I'll say, I think $185 average ticket, right, for the preseason. For the preseason, was the- it, was the most, it was the most expensive preseason Crazy. You'll see, you'll see five dollar preseason yeah. tickets because who the heck's playing in these games? But yeah, nearly two hundred dollars was yeah. the uh, yeah one and, of the cheaper tickets. Yeah. And the second thing is the second thing, and that's crazy by the way. It shows that football's king. Like people are going to pay one hundred eighty five dollars to go see a preseason game. No, no one's even watching that on TV half the time, right? Because it's a preseason <laughs> yeah. game, and they're going there. Um, second thing, never count out Jimmy Garoppolo. I've seen it firsthand. Now this team is not that good. The Raiders. But the man is handsome, and it does wonders for the for for the team. I'm telling you, I told I told you I told you last year when McCaffrey and Jimmy Garoppolo were there, the two handsome guys back there. It, they went on a they went on a win streak until Jimmy G got hurt. 
And then Brock Purdy ended up going on a win streak because then McCaffrey kept the good looks going. No offense to Brock Purdy. He's just not in that class with McCaffrey and Jimmy Garoppolo. (laughs) I'm just saying, the Raiders, this guy guy wins. (laughs) This guy wins. Like the point blank, you just look at him. He's just a winner at life. And I I wouldn't be surprised. He wins he's what? won at everything. He's won at everything. Look at his record. How many rings, how like many rings 30, you got? It doesn't matter. Look at his win and loss record. It does, it does matter. <laughs> but kidding, he, almost, doesn't matter. he was one throw away from beating. It doesn't matter. Wait, wait. You're saying this guy isn't that good. Almost, he's one throw, he was one throw away from beating Patrick Mahomes. One throw. Oh, one throw. That, that sucks. That sucks. Hey, what was Luke Wallen's record as, as the Warriors coach? Wasn't he, like, really fantastic? Was he so really you're, saying, you're saying Jimmy G was only good because of Kyle Shanahan is your point. No, I'm saying that regular season wins can be super inflated, and that don't mean anything when the playoffs. But don't come. you need that? This was like the argument against Dusty Baker. Like until he won a World Series last year, everyone was like, Dusty Baker's going to win you 100 games in the regular season, but he's going to choke in the playoffs, and he finally won a World Series. But like, don't you need those regular season wins to actually get to the playoffs? Like, I'm just saying, Jimmy could work wonders, and all of a sudden we could be like, Wow, Denver sucks again. That's uh, very. You know, like I don't very, know. Like we don't know. The I'm just saying, don't count him out. You sound like Debo Samuel right now, going defending your guy Jimmy G. Can I could really quick, by the way, um, things that get me excited about preseason football as I was looking through my timeline yesterday. Uh, like the phrase "pad level" just gets me excited. You yeah. know what I'm saying people ask, "Pad level looks great." Um, shout out to uh, Matt Maaccio. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He works in San Francisco, NBC Sports Network. Uh, he tweeted out, "If the 49ers put this team out there during the regular season." They'll be 0 for 17 and regulated to the USFL. That sounds um, like a Brandon tweet. That's yeah, like it does. <laughs> and then let's not forget my guy, Madport, on Twitter or X, who responded to a to uh, an athletic reporter who covers the 49ers by saying, when will Trey Lance be held accountable? <laughs> oh, man, bro, we really got it. And I'm not saying he played good or bad. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he played hey. very bad. But yeah. like, what are we doing here, ladies and gentlemen? It's it's football. We just I mean, this might this might go down play. as one of like the worst worst things ever in Fortnite's history. They gave up three first round picks to draft Lance, and yeah, they made up for it with Brock Purdy. But like, that's a terrible selection. There got to be accountability. Where are you with Trey? I mean, again, you were very, you were very high on him, um, and you had every reason to be. And a lot of fans got his jersey, and they were very pumped up about him. I mean, again, it's a preseason game. It's just one preseason game. Where are you with Trey Lance right now? Yeah, I'm completely out on him. I mean, there's time. He still has enormous upside. And I think there's definitely an argument. If if they weren't this good as a full roster, trot him out there and see what he can do, right? Because that's what Jalen Hurts needed. He won eight, nine games, lost the wild card game the following year. He was a star, right? Um, but Lance has the upside. It's just like he dominated in the preseason his rookie year. And last year. And then now he was bad in the preseason. That's not a good sign because he was dominant in the preseason two years previous. It just shows he hasn't really improved, which is scary. And it's the little things. It's not – and, like, you could say, yes, it's preseason, blah, blah, blah. I don't care if he if he misses guys barely, if he's going through his reads. He wasn't even going through his reads. That scares me if I'm a Niners fan. Darnold was way better than him. Way USC. better USC. There we go, Sam yeah. Darnold. Uh, listen, also the issue with Brock Purdy is that, you know, I, I think there was a lot of people who obviously had playing, um, you know, with nothing to lose. I, I can't imagine Purdy having that same kind of success. So now, you know, it, I mean, they have three quarterbacks there. 
But if you have three, do you have one? And who, and re- real quick before we go to break, who is the starting quarterback week one, Brandon, for San Francisco? Nope. I think we uh, lost the audio for Brandon. I think he was trying to come up with a Sorry, my computer's locked oh. and it's about to die. I got to get a charger. Um, real quick, who's the week one? Who's who's going to be under center week is one? Plan? Who? Oh, man. Can you hear this me? This is good for radio. <laughs> I yeah, forgot geez. you for a second. Brandon, we're benching you until the start of the next segment. That's so okay. Right. Technical difficulties um, happen. Listen, uh, the beauty of this Brock is Brady, that Brock Purdy. Okay, so Brock Purdy. That's good. Um, we, do, we do have a reporter who was at the game last night. We, we, we had a couple, and we'll have one on in the next segment who was there in the press box at the Legion Stadium. The legend, the three-time Hall of Famer Steve Karp is going to join us in uh, segment two to talk about the Raiders and the 49ers preseason game and everything happening in Las Vegas sports when we come back right here on the Arash Markazi on the Marty 1090 in Southern California, the bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. And uh, we mentioned this before, but it, it really, we must... Mentioned it continuously. Uh, our uh, thoughts and our prayers are out to our friends in Hawaii. You can hear us in Maui. Um, and uh, I've been there several times. I know a lot of you guys have as well. And Adrian, there's a fund out there. I know that there's several, but there's one in particular that we've honed in on. If you have the website, if you could give that a shout out. I don't. Uh, yeah, I we will, we will uh, take a look at what that website is. We will also t- tweet it out. But... Wanted to mention, um, you know, as they recover in Maui, that we are really thinking about our friends out there. So wanted to begin there. And before we're done with the segment, we will get you the link on how you can go support them. Um, with that said, let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline and join. Joining us now for the Sporting Tribune, Steve Carp. Carpy, how are you? Tired. I feel you. I feel you. Long weekend. You were at. Raiders practice. You were also at the Raiders preseason game uh, yesterday, Sunday. Anyway, packed house. If we can start with a non-football question, a lot was made about the number of opposing fans there. A lot of red. Mm. Uh, Listen, Las Vegas is a transient town. It's a tourist town. We knew that. We knew that this would be the one game fans would circle on their calendar. Is there there some concern on your part as you look at this team and it'd be nice to have a home field advantage. Your thoughts on that? Look, Arash, it's going to take some time for the Raiders and Las Vegas to connect as a whole. Okay? I mean, people like myself are not dropping their allegiances from their NFL teams their whole lives 
to become Raiders fans. It's just not the way it works. Okay, so it's going to, you're going to maybe need a generation. I know that's a long time, like 20 years, but all these kids growing up in Vegas, at some point they will be Raiders fans. That's just the way it works, okay? And Mark Davis can bitch and moan all he wants about <laughs> it, just like Bill Foley complains that the Golden Knights sometimes have visiting fans in their arenas. Hey, that's life, okay? And, yeah, it was mostly 49er fans. There was a lot of red in Allegiant Stadium today. You're absolutely right. But the Raiders, you know, the players, they don't care. They're just playing. I mean, guys are playing for jobs here. Not worried about fans showing up or not showing up. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, but the reality way, of this. No, no doubt about that. And to your point, because we deal with this in Los Angeles, I'll tell you what. As the Raiders come to Los Angeles uh, this upcoming uh, weekend. Saturday. To Saturday. It'll be a lot of silver and black. Because I still say, uh, if, if they're not the most popular they're we're right up there in the conversation to be. It's the Raiders. So um, listen, we're we're dealing with that in Los Angeles. They're dealing with that in Las Vegas as well. Um, beyond the preseason game, Carpy. Before I turn it to the other guys, uh, your thoughts? You were out at training camp. Uh, your thoughts on this team now that you see them up close again? The big story going into the camp uh, and certainly into this first preseason game was uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. How did the team look? I thought they uh, they looked pretty good overall, the Devontae Adams injury notwithstanding. And apparently it's not that serious because uh, he showed up. He didn't play, obviously, today. But he did show up. He didn't seem to be limping. They'll probably hold him out the entire preseason just to be safe about it. Now, I think Garoppolo... Might get a few reps against the Rams next Saturday. But I'll tell you what, Aiden O'Connell looked really good today. He was he was moving this team up and down the field. He was making really good, smart decisions, accurate throws. He looked like he belonged in the NFL, as did Zamir White, as did a lot of guys. I mean, the Raiders put on a very impressive performance. Now, let's be honest. The 49ers were missing a few starters themselves, okay? So, you know, no Christian McCaffrey, no, um, what's his name, no Kittle. They didn't play Brock Purdy, no Debo Samuel. So, you know, you get the picture. You know, both teams were missing guys and the Raiders, I think what they came out of today with was they may have a little more talent and a lot more depth than they thought they had going in to training camp. Yeah, and Steve, some I'll add too is like the I think the Niners also learned their third stringers. They need some work. I mean, they got completely pummeled uh, on you know on Sunday. They were just weren't good. I don't yeah. know if any. I think just McLeod played, but a few starters, but not not many. And Trey Lance, talk to me about what you saw from him because, you know, Twitter's saying he was, he was terrible. I saw a couple of mixed things. I used to be high on him, though the more I watch Sam Darnold and Brock Purdy, it's like 
man, Lance's upside, but he he was wasn't reading defense as well today uh, on Sunday, and he wasn't reading like it was taking too long through his progressions. Talk to me about what you saw when you were there. I saw a lot of what you saw. Uh, I saw a guy who was indecisive at times, and when he did make plays, either there was a penalty or the Raiders quickly responded. So, you know, when you look at it, he's in a tough situation because the 49ers drafted really high, obviously, and they obviously believed he was their guy going forward. But now you got Brock Purdy. And, you know, Sam Darnold, I thought, didn't play all that bad in the second half for the 49ers. So if I'm Trey Lance, I've got to – I'm going to have to do something really special if I want to keep my job with this team because I don't know uh, another iffy performance like the one today on Sunday. He he might find himself looking for work. I know that sounds insane, but, I mean, this is a win-now business. They don't have time to, to wait on this guy to get better. Either he's going to get better quickly and, and be a factor or he's not. And especially since they have Yeah, especially since they have a Super Bowl roster, right? They've been at the cusp. They can't wait for a guy to get you know, if they if they were a rebuilding team, it'd be a different story, right? Like Anthony Richardson, the Colts, they're just gonna throw Anthony Richardson out there, see what yeah. happens, right? But yeah, you're probably. absolutely right. Absolutely right. Adrian, you, know, you have I, something? Again yeah, hold on Adrian. All I want to say in response is don't decide that they're not good based on what you saw today or, or, they're, or they're that bad based on what you saw. Don't think the Raiders are that good based on what you saw. This is what I'm writing about in my Sporting Tribune column. Don't get suckered into thinking that what you saw today is the gospel truth. All right? It's one freaking preseason game in August. All right, September 10th is still a long way away. A lot of things can happen. And it's a long season, fellas. You all know that. So while the Raiders did a lot of really good things today, I'm not ready to put them in the Super Bowl at home. And I'm not ready to give the 49ers Caleb Williams as the first pick in the, in the draft next uh, spring. Now, I think one of the... One of the things that the show um, doesn't remember is we have a large female audience um, that tunes in, and even men that are interested in this next question. Steve, uh, I'm always here to remind you, you are a three-time sports writer of the year. You are a Hall of Famer. You are one of the best here at this company. Um, no offense, Brandon. And, <laughs> and this all leads me to my question right now. For all the athletes that you've covered throughout all these sports, when it comes to looking handsome in a jersey, <laughs> in pads, in the work attire of a professional athlete, where does Jimmy G rank? Iraq, <laughs> can I plead the fifth? Well, here's the thing. Because here's the thing. Carpy loves Adrian, but he does say he always throws me a curveball. And I think that was the biggest curveball you've ever thrown uh, this that, Hall of Famer. That <laughs> was... That was like a Steve Hamilton folly floater. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Down and I'm like Frank Howard wailing at it, missing it. All right, Adrian. It's got to be Jimmy G1. 
All right. You no, know, Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald had a fantastic ass. He's in oh my, my top three all time. Whoa, 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 Adrian, 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 there's children turning it, tuning into this, right. man. Adrian used our one cuss word for this segment. I apologize. Best I ever saw in uniform, superstar Billy Graham. There we go, wrestling, love that. Rest in peace. He passed away earlier this year. He passed away earlier this year. Rest in peace. Guys, let me just go behind the scenes. This isn't even a question. When I saw, um, when I saw the warm up, I was in Target. I fell to my knees, and I was like, "It's a new era of Raiders football." And I'll leave it at that. Brandon, back to you, sir. <laughs> I just told Adrian like Jimmy G's won a lot, and he's handsome. So I mean that that's that's half the battle. He's just a winner. Everywhere he goes, he wins. I know he doesn't have Kyle Shanahan anymore, and I he know the Raiders probably. He, he was one throw away, Adrian, from winning a Super Bowl. Missed, missed, missed the guy by this much, okay? What I'll say here is I want to give this to Steve, too, because a lot of people are saying, look, the Raiders are going to win two games, are going to win three games in that division. Denver is going to be better. Chargers are still great. I'm just saying don't, like, completely count out Jimmy. Just what he's done, his record when he starts games is impeccable almost, you know? I know he was with Kyle and he was with Bill before and Josh McDaniels is – probably one of no offense one of the worst coaches in football but at the same time he he's familiar with him right hey, that's a positive no right steve hey jimmy jimmy has said on numerous occasions since he's been with the raiders that his career was born in the nfl with josh mcdaniels in oh. new england so he has a healthy respect for mcdaniels okay and when you watch him on the practice field, he takes command of that huddle, and everyone is paying attention to their assignments with him. There's no slacking off. So there's a healthy respect for Jimmy Garoppolo in that Raider dressing room, and that is no denying, okay? Now, will that translate to more wins than with Derek Carr? who, by the way, looked pretty good today for New Orleans against the Chiefs. Let me just throw that in. We'll see. You know, first things first with Jimmy. Stay healthy. Stay on the field. All right? And then let's see how much of your magic you can do and, and spin. Because when they got all their weapons and they got everybody healthy and on the field, the Raiders look like they're going to be pretty good. All right? Even in a tough division like the AFC West. That said... You still have to produce. You still got to find a way to beat the Chargers, beat the Chiefs, beat the Broncos. You got to be competitive within your own division. They do that. We'll see what happens. Then you're covering Tuesday night, Michelob Ultra Arena in Mandalay Bay, Las Vegas Aces, New York Liberty. We thought going into the season this would be a battle of the superpowers. It didn't look like that. And then New York smoked Las Vegas the last time they played at the Mecca at Madison Square Garden. Um, the rematch. Hey, hey Ross. Yeah. Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. I'm sorry, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. They, didn't, they, didn't play, they don't play Madison Square Garden anymore. That's right. Back in back in the day when I did cover the New York Liberty, they did play there. So they're in Brooklyn. That's right. The court, very a very unique looking court there in Brooklyn. Uh, okay, Steve. Rematch Tuesday. Your thoughts on it? Payback time for the uh, Aces. All day. 
They got drugs, <laughs> man. They got bludgeoned in Brooklyn. And I'm not talking about walking on Flatbush Avenue at 3 in the morning. <laughs> I'm talking about getting your butt handed to you in a big way by Sabrina Iescu and, and the rest of the Liberty and, and yeah. Brianna Stewart and those gals. They're a good team. Uh, I'll tell you what. Vegas going to be out for some serious revenge Tuesday for that bogus commissioner's cup. <laughs> I hope, by the way, you remember the photo last year of Kelsey Plum holding that commissioner's cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looked like an under-10 soccer player who just got herself a participation trophy. I know the WNBA is a money-losing proposition. But, geez, can't you come up with a little bit bigger trophy than, than that? That looks like something, like I said, that your under-10 soccer-playing kid would win. <laughs> Adrian, what do you got, brother? <laughs> Steve, Steve, my friend. And the first off, that was the All-Star Game MVP trophy. They fixed it this year. They'll, they'll fix the Commissioner's Cup. I don't think it's bogus. I think it's cool to be able to have a... Like this week, the, the Liberty and the Aces are playing Tuesday for the Commissioner's Cup, and then the regular season, regular scheduled Thursday game. I think that's cool. That is a mini preview of what the finals are going to be. Um, if it brings attention to the league, it is what it is. They're, they The WNBA was the testing ground for this new in-season tournament for the, for the NBA coming up this season here in Vegas. But I'm ready for this, man. The Aces got their butt kicked. They almost lost by 40. There was some heinous, disgusting WWE-type moves that John Quell Jones did, an elbow that almost concussed Asia Wilson. They responded the following game for the Aces, and they, they, they played on fire. And I think that the Aces are well aware. The WNBA, because it's so small and there's only 12 teams and the community is tight-knit, everyone is aware of what everyone else is saying. Yeah. And for the Liberty... That might be a problem Tuesday. I cannot wait to be there. It's always good to see New York get humbled, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was for you, Steve. I think I think Adrian put that on. No, no, because look, Sabrina Ionescu had the game of her life. It was like the second time that she scored over 20 points professionally. I don't care about the amazing three-point contest that she had. She's still the least deserving athlete in the history of professional sports what? to ever get a cover of a video game. It is ridiculous that she's on the cover of the new 2K and everyone on the Aces. There are four players on that team, not even taking into account Candace Parker, that should have been on that cover. Chelsea Gray, Jackie Young, Asia Wilson, Kelsey Plum, and they take that personally. Becky is a Hall of Famer. She's got her coat, and they're ready to go. And we're going to see what's going to happen on Tuesday, and we're going to see what's going to happen on Thursday. In my basketball opinion, in my expertise, the Aces are a better team than the Liberty. And we'll see how this really plays out in the finals when it really matters. Wait, she got the cover. Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. I was going to say in the league, Adrian. I'm sorry? What? They're the best team in the league by far. Who is? The, the, Aces. the Aces. Yeah, the Aces are by far. That's what I'm what saying. What are you giving them props for? They, they, they don't need your props. They because don't I saw, you. I saw what the discussion was when they lost, when they lost last week to, to the One Liberty. Friend, I'll tell you what. You know what the saying is: payback is bitch. <laughs> and I hate to use that word about. Cut it out, world They are comparing this team on Tuesday. I don't know what the betting line's going to be, 
but whatever it is, you can go lay it. All right? Just go to Mandalay. Also, go to BetMGM, Adrian, and go bet the aces. Go to Circa. Yeah, go to Circa. Yeah, go and, to Circa. <laughs> circa, Circa. Right? Yeah, That's not BetMGM, right. Circa, Circa. No, but Adrian, Sabrina is on the cover because she was close with Kobe Bryant, and he's on the cover of 2K24. That is why. That's exactly why. Not because she's the best in the league. I don't care. You're supposed to put the best player in the league or a premier player. No, they think it'll draw across the cover of one of your most important products that people buy, which is the video game of the league. Sabrina Ionescu has been in the WNBA for over five years. She was an all star once. That is ridiculous that she got the cover of a video game. The only other no, person is Peyton Hillis. Baller, when Peyton Hillis was voted by fans on the only time they did a fan vote and they put a brown on the cover. There's no one else comparable that has the lack of accolades than a one-time All-Star getting a cover of a video game. Meanwhile, Asia Wilson was a Finals MVP, the MVP, won a championship, has a statue, won in college, won in high school. What are we doing here, bro? She can get it next year when Kobe's not on the cover of that 2K game. She can get it next year. I don't see the big deal. Man. It's a huge deal, bro, especially for women. Not a huge deal. For women, there's only They're going to get fans to come over and play it because of Sabrina's connection to Kobe. There have only been three covers for the WNBA in the history of the the league, and you're going to have Sabrina there as some representation, like she's a big part of the history of the WNBA. That's a joke, bro. They're trying to get Kobe fans over to play it. That's That's why. It's a marketing move, Adrian. If you put Austin Reeves on the cover of NBA 2K, Outside That'd be great. Movie. That'd be great. What are you talking about? Right. Austin Reeves Listen, on the cover of 2K would be great. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to butt in because we're getting we're gonna have to close out where we are up against it, as they say. But this is amazing. Normally I don't know what's gonna be the viral moment of the show. I think Adrian, as he goes in the corner, knows that this will be the most viral moment that we've had on the show. And uh, I'm very happy that you guys were a part of it. And Steve and I were here to witness it. So, listen, Steve, you're the best. Uh, and we will read your column today on the Raiders, Tuesday on the Las Vegas Aces and the Liberty. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.